What's up, guys? Welcome back to All Access Pass. My name is David Correa. I am your host. And after a year and two months, we are back and better than ever. Guys, I want to thank you if you stuck around with me this entire time. Uh, I've had a lot of personal stuff going on in my life with moving and a couple deaths in the family and things like that. Nonetheless, uh, we are back and we have a great episode for you today. Today, I'm talking with John Weiss of the National Independent Venue Association. And John is going to help us understand a little bit about what they do. And uh, he's just an all around nice guy to talk to. I had a really good time talking to him. And uh, here we go. Without further ado, John Weiss, National Independent Venue Association. Thanks, guys. All right. What's up, guys? I have uh, John Weiss with me today from NIVA or National Independent Venue Association. How are you doing today, buddy? Good. Doing well. Awesome, man. Well, well I, I'm, I'm actually doing pretty, pretty poorly, but, um, it, you know, all, all, all things considered in this exact moment, I'm okay. So yeah. <laughs> perfect. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that I could be in your, uh, in your okay moment for the day. <laughs> so what's going on, man? What's, uh, what's, what's getting you down right now? Um, well, I, you know, definitely, uh, police brutality is, oh, well, uh, yeah. Yeah. At, at the forefront, um, you know, been, been going to protests and, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely way overdue. Um, and, uh, yeah. And black lives matter and, and, um, you know, it shouldn't, it shouldn't have to be said, but it needs to be said and over and over until there's, there's real change. Um, but yeah. And then also all the, all the, um, independent menus that I book for, um, you know, full time as, as my, my job, um, uh, which I, enjoy all, all the venues are closed. Um, they're right. all, you know, it, it, they're closed and, and there's no real, um, way or, uh, you know, path right now to see when that, when they'll be open again. Yeah. Tough times, man. Um, completely unprecedented times. I mean, you think about the, the COVID pandemic that's going on and then the, the black lives matter movement and, you know, everything that's surrounding that. And then of course, you know, when you're a musician or, uh, promoter, uh, you've got this, this venue thing. I mean, it's, it's rough. <laughs> it's rough times. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, like yeah. I said, man, I'm glad I could be part of the, uh, the better part of your day at least. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In this moment, for sure. Um, yeah. no, and thank you for having me. It's good. To, it's good to, um, you know, talk a little bit on behalf of, of Neva and, and, and thanks for having us and, and, you know, and, and for having me. Absolutely, man. I, um, like I told you a little bit before we started rolling here, I've been looking forward to this interview all week. I put out a, uh, a little update podcast that, um, kind of hinting to it a little bit and building a little bit of anticipation. And I spoke with a few friends of mine that are in, uh, that are in bands that actually, uh, support the, the coalition and, uh, you know, everybody's excited to hear this and, you know, I'm excited to talk to you and kind of get, um, you know, your side of the story on it, because obviously I'm on the other side of the venues. Um, you know, being in a band, we see a little bit of it, but, you know, we don't get to see exactly how much it hurts. And, um, you know, as much as it hurts us, I mean, we don't have the overhead, we don't have uh, the rent in some cases, you know, uh, the electricity, everything like that, that we have to pay for. And, um, you know, and then following this whole thing, you know, where is it going to go? Are our bands going to be able to go back to their regular guarantees or is it going to be a, uh, you know, Hey man, we just, we just opened back up. You got to take half. You know what I mean? Like how, how exactly mm -hmm. is that going to work type stuff? You know? Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of it is, is as much a, a mystery as to me as it is to you. I mean, um, the, the, 
first off, I mean, venues run on very small margins, at least um, the capacities that I deal with, which, which are 500 capacity and less. Um, and uh, they don't have this big stockpile of, Hey, here's the money that that's going to keep us going until we can reopen. I mean, um, you know, the, the fact of the matter is that the venues across the country um, and across the world aren't going to be able to survive um, if, if we have to wait, you know, six months without being open. I mean, some are getting creative and and are finding ways to generate revenue um, through, you know, selling food and, and drinks and, uh, and merch uh, delivery. Um, But even then it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a penny, it's nothing, uh, you know, in the grand scheme of, of what we need to be able to survive in terms of rent, in terms of insurance, in terms of utilities, um, all these things that still need to be paid. Um, And uh, yeah. And and, and in terms of how that affects the artists as well, I mean, um, you know, if artists don't have venues to play and they can't, they can't grow at the same rate and they don't have, it's a mutually, you know, it's, it's a mutual relationship. I mean, the, the venues need artists and, and the artists need venues. And um, not only am I a talent buyer, but I'm, I'm also a musician and, and, um, and I, you know, I manage an artist or two and, um, and it, it, it's, yeah, it's awful. It's, 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 um, you know, there's nothing that's ever been like this, at least in my lifetime. Um, no, not at all. It, yeah. And I think, um, you know, it's not, but the, the, the other thing about it too, is it's not just um, venues and, and, and artists, it's also, um, it's also agents and publicists and, and, um, publications and, uh, you know, agents are hurting right now too. You know, I don't know if you've been following the, the, I mean, I haven't seen it recently, but at least in the last like three months, you know, I'll see a different, uh, an article in Polestar and Billboard that says that, you know, William Morris laid off, you know, X amount of people or, or, um, I'll email an agent to, you know, try to book something in, in, in 2021 and I'll get an automatic, an automated response that basically says, Hey, this person is no longer with this company. You can reach us at Gmail. Um, so, you know, some staff in terms of agents are furloughed, some are completely laid off and, um, and you know, no one really has a clear idea of when things will remain, um, some sort of normalcy and, and even then if that will ever happen and, and what things will look like in the future. So in terms of artists getting guarantees, yeah, I think they will. Will they get as large and as risky guarantees? No, I don't think so. Um, I, I think uh, at least not, uh, at least not this or next year. Um, that, that could change, you know, if, if things come, come back to how they were, but there's no telling and it's so risky at this point that um, everyone's just in survival mode it's not really about how can we get the best offer and guarantee from the show. It's how are we going to be able to pay rent so we can open our doors again. Um, and I, and I think that, yeah, that, 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 and that does apply to a lot of artists as well who, who, you know, um, have that, that weekly gig at, at even like a restaurant, you know, venue where they get paid maybe 250 bucks to play for, you know, three hours or, or something like that, where they, they, you know, depend on it. Um, every weekend and that still helps supplement to pay towards their rent or, or their utilities or, you know, their children. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's really rough. And, um, the, what, what's going to happen in the future is, is, is totally unforeseen. Um, no, no one really has any clear idea of, of what's that, you know, what, what, what that is going to look like and when, when it's going to occur. Yeah, it's, it's definitely scary. That's for sure. Um, you know, I mean, uh, even on a much smaller scale, like you were saying, the bands that 
that, you know, play, uh, uh, you know, recurring shows, you know, once a week or, you know, even, even once a month at, at a venue and they get paid X amount of dollars to be there. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's rough with, with them not getting that income as well. But, um, the good thing is I, I do know that I've spoke with a few bands that, um, that they have actually said that when, uh, I don't know if I should be sharing this with a, <laughs> with a promoter, <laughs> but, uh, but they've actually said that, you know, when they come back, it, it's a matter of just getting back out there in front of the crowd and, and um, you know, making the connection with the fans again. And it's going to be less about the money and more about that and more about, you know, getting everything back up and running again, almost like starting, starting from, from scratch, not necessarily, yeah. you know, getting rid of the entire guarantee, but saying like, <laughs> okay, we'll do this tour. But instead of, you know, going for X amount of dollars a night on a guarantee and instead of, you know, having this long list of a rider, we're going to have a shorter rider. We're going to have a smaller guarantee just so we can get back out. Yeah. You know, a little bit of money is better than no money. And if it is mutually yeah. beneficial to everybody, then, you know, let's, let's make it happen. You know, I know there's also, um, well, Lisa and, and, and it with Neva that they've, um, scheduled a few calls with, with agents, um, mm-hmm. where we could hear their perspective and, you know, who are, who are more directly in co- close in contact with managers who represent these artists who ultimately get to make the decision on what venue you play. Um, and a lot of them are saying we're okay with, with door deals right now that, that, um, we'll we'll forego a guarantee altogether. Um, artists of, of a huge, huge size are, 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 you know, okay with door deals at this point. And it's still up in the air, whether or not these shows are actually going to play out. Um, you know, because everything that we've had that that was rescheduled from March to the fall is now being pushed to 2021, and um, or at least holding dates in 2021, and no one really knows how that's going to look. But um, yeah, I mean, I think artists definitely still need to get paid, um, yeah. but I think they're going to be getting paid um, in in a in a more fair way um, in respect to uh, you know the the cost because. Yeah, there's costs on both sides. I mean, if you're if you're renting a van and you're getting a bunch of people to take off work to go on tour, um, th- you know, and eat and drink on the road, um, that's you know that's a cost in itself. And then the venue also has to pay the staff and pay rent, and pay utilities and insurance and security. Um, so it, yeah, it goes it goes both ways. And I think we're going to see a lot more of a, um, you know, it, it kind of evening out a little bit, but. Um, but yeah, it's, it's tough too. Cause, um, you know, the, the, the big, uh, the, you know, like live nation AEG, they kind of raise, um, what the independent venues need to send in order to be able to get a show because if they're sending, you know, X amount or whatever, like, let's say they're sending an artist $5,000 and an independent promoter knows they can only afford to send 3000. Um, the agent will most likely choose the, the bigger offer or, um, yeah. Or, or, or they'll tell the venue, Hey, you, you know, you have one chance to match this offer or the show's gone. Um, so I think we'll see less of that kind of like tactic, but, um, I don't think it'll be gone forever. And I think independent venues will, will be competing with, with the, the big promoters, um, soon again, but yeah, maybe in the immediate future they'll, that it, uh, you know, there'll be, there'll be some lacks on both sides. Yeah. Fingers crossed for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you kind of got into it a little bit and I, I think maybe we should have started, um, with this, but, um, just so you know, um, my listenership for the podcast is, is mainly, um, uh, 
bands and fans of bands. Um, I don't have too much in the way of, uh, you know, listenership for promoters and venues and things like that. Um, so for the person who really doesn't know what uh, this is all about, can you can you kind of give a rundown of I guess the history of this? I, I know it hasn't been a very long history, but um, the history of this, what you guys are about, um, you know, what you're trying to do, and and uh, most importantly, what uh, promoters and venues are able to do to get on board with this to kind of lend a helping hand. Yeah, so I mean, the the Neva is the National Independent Venue Association. And it was created, um, I want to say, in early April to, um, to help venues survive. Uh, basically, it's, it's an open membership where if you represent a venue, you can join. Um, it's free. And uh, the, the goal of it is to band together to create change in legislation to make sure that, um, that, that these venues can survive past the, um, you know, how, how long it's going to be until, they, the, until we can open again. Um, there's been like a, a, a heavily circulated statement that's that we are the, the first to close and the last to open. And if you look at, um, at least in DC, there's phase one, phase two, phase three, none of those include music venues opening and, and the, yeah. um, the like specifications that they made about a music venue being open was like, I believe it was five people per, per like 10,000 square feet or some or 5,000 square feet. I don't remember mm-hmm. exactly off the top of my head, but it was outrageous. It was, it was basically like if you have a, 500 capacity venue, you could have 25 people in this space that, right. you know, as an audience. And, and there's just no way any venue can survive. I mean, the smallest venue I represent is a, is a hundred capacity venue on H street called pie shop. And, um, they can't open it w- with five people in the space. It wouldn't make sense for anyone. It wouldn't make sense for the band. It wouldn't make sense for the staff. It wouldn't make sense for the venue. Um, it just doesn't help at all. And so, um, this, this legislation and also the, the, like, how each state is opening up. None of it really um, has the voice of venues that, that are hurting right now. And so Neva was basically made to, um, to help make sure that these venues are represented in this future legislation. And, um, and some of that is, is even like, you know, one, one, one of their main goals is, is to modify the, the PPP program to make sure that um, it can be extended for a longer period of time for, for venues and, that the specifications can, can work for them as opposed to against them. Um, cause there's no real voice for independent venues in, in, in Congress and, and, um, yeah. And, and right now. And so like Neva was created as a, um, as a need, as, as something that, you know, a need for survival. Uh, and it's a rare thing too, because it, it's, uh, venues of the same city working together. And a lot of times venue, uh, view venues view other venues as competition not all venues. I mean, personally, the main venue I work with, Union Stage, we're an open promoter, so we work with all the other venues across town that are open with it. But um, there are a lot of venues that aren't open to it, and for the first time, we're talking and working together. Yeah, uh, that's great. Yeah. Um, I actually have uh, I have the website pulled up right now, and uh, just kind of scrolling through here, trying to scroll as slow as I can because uh, you know, there's just there's so many venues so in many here. venues yeah <laughs> i think there's over 1300 at this point um and uh yeah and i think about 90% of them can't open or won't be able to open um if there isn't help and and we're not allowed to open within 6 months um so it's it's uh yeah it's brutal it's brutal and we're all hurting um 
uh, you know, what, what, what people can do artists and, and, um, and, and bands and, and anyone, your friends and family, um, there's a, a, at the, uh, Neva association.org it's N I V A, um, S S O C.org. There's something, there's a, there's like a little spot that says take action and you can click that and it automatically fills out a form for you that hits your legislator based on your um, zip code and basically tells them, you know, we need support. Uh, please help, you know, ensure the survival of independent venues. It takes about 30 seconds uh, or less and it's fantastic. Um, and so like, that's something you can do. You can share that around. You can also donate, you can um, donate money if, if you want to. Um, I think that there's definitely a lot of black lives matter organizations that could use donations right now too. So I would prioritize that, but I do think that, um, you know, th this is something that you can do and, um, and something you can do on the website that even if you don't have money to donate, you can, um, you know, fill out the form and, and share it around. And that takes, um, about yeah, 30 seconds or less. Yep. Absolutely. I, uh, I actually filled out the form, uh, a few days ago. Um, I'm showing the, in the video here, how to, how to find it here. But yeah, it's the, uh, you go to this take action, scroll down. This is the form. It's super easy form. This is what, um, uh, this is what John was talking about. It's already pre-filled out. It's extremely easy to do. You hit submit and you're done. Um, takes 30 mm -hmm. seconds and you can really make a huge difference in what's happening for, uh, for venues and, um, you know, getting everything back up and running again. Um, there's also, uh, like, like John said, there is the, uh, donations you can, uh, donate, uh, right here, which is really nice. And then, uh, you can also buy merch. Um, so I actually got this shirt here, the, uh, the regular black, uh, save our stages, uh, t-shirt. Um, but they've got everything here. They've got totes, they've got, uh, women's cut men cut. It's, uh, there's a lot of good information on this, this website, and uh, I just implore you to uh, to check it out and see what you can do to uh, to help because this is definitely a worthwhile cause for sure. And then if you look over here, we got this is the uh, now. Did you guys start this hashtag? The hashtag Save Our Stages. Oh man, that's a good question. I am not sure if we started it or not, um, but it, it's a great hashtag. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, for those of you that uh, are watching it, um, you can see that there's uh, tons of people that are supporting this hashtag. Um, there's venues that are posting up. Uh, of course, NIVA is posting up. Um, you know, you've got bands that are supporting this. There's just there's so much love on this hashtag. And it really needs to be spread around. But more importantly, from being spread around, it, it needs to be, um, you know, we need to try and help. Um, you know, we got we got to get this under control. <laughs> it's just yeah. it's out of hand for everybody. Yeah, I mean, and, and so on top of um, Neva itself, I mean, one thing that that you can also do is um, is is order food and drinks from from your favorite venue, if mm -hmm. if they're or order merch. I mean, I know um, so Union Stage is doing something where if you buy $75 worth of tickets or more, we'll send you a free t-shirt. Um, uh, U street is doing something where, uh, U street music hall, another venue in Washington, DC, they're selling like a, a custom t-shirt that goes towards their staff fund. Um, I saw nine Thirty club is selling some stuff. Um, I have a lot of friends in, in Richmond and I see those venues are, are doing, um, you know, they're, they're selling growlers, they're selling food. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and just look, look at your, your favorite venues, Instagram and, or their Facebook and, um, it should, you know, most venues are 
shouting it from the rooftops on how you can support them right now. So um, outside of the organization itself, I, I definitely encourage you to um, try to support your favorite venue in other ways. And, and whether if you can't buy a t-shirt or buy food from them, maybe share it on your Facebook or something um, and, and just try to get the word out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't yeah. send any better myself. That's great advice. Um, I know here in Baltimore, we have um, we have a lot of venues that don't usually do carry out uh, that are now doing carry out. Um, you know, we've got Does, venues. Does Maryland on, have um, the, the alcohol delivery? I know DC does it now. Uh, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I have not been paying attention to that part. I don't yeah. drink anymore. Um, <laughs> I, uh, no, good. yeah, good. I put away the shot glasses a while ago, but, um, <laughs> I do know that, well, you know what? I don't know if it's delivery so much, but the, um, the, there are venues around here that are doing, uh, like curbside alcohol. So, cool. um, like I said, I'm not sure if it's delivery per se, but, um, I mean, yeah, they're, they're still trying to do whatever they can to, to keep the doors open. And that's, that's great. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and, I, I can, I can say from a venue perspective that the, the usually the way that they make, um, you know, the, the most revenue is through alcohol sales, right. um, food and alcohol sales. I mean, uh, ticketing definitely does a lot too. So if you don't drink or you're not hungry or your venue doesn't serve food, um, try to buy a concert ticket and just hold on to it. And, um, you know, um, most, most shows at this point, if a postponement date hasn't been announced, it will be announced soon. I think a lot of, um, agents are just kind of scrambling to lock in dates for 2021. And there's a lot of moving pieces to, to move whole tours back six months or so. So <laughs> I think buying tickets to your favorite venue um, is, is a huge way to support as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what I've also noticed uh, nationwide is that um, a lot of the venues are, are actually starting to put up just flat out donations now. Um, so mm. if you go on to some venue websites, there actually, there is a donation button at this point that's, <laughs> you know, I mean, they're like yeah. you said, you know, um, you know, whatever you can do to support these venues and a lot of the, um, uh, I guess like larger capacity venues, most of them have merch that that's, you know, easy enough to buy. I mean, whether it's stickers, you know, and you buy a couple stickers for, you know, a couple bucks a piece or, um, you know, uh, one of my favorite venues in the entire world. Uh, and I, I don't have a problem with calling this out on the podcast, but I love, 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 love the machine shop in Flint, Michigan. Um, it is by far the coolest stage, the best setup, best load in, uh, green. I mean, everything about it is amazing, but they have an entire section of the venue. Um, and it's kind of like off to the side in the back across from the bar, but it's this huge merch section and they have really, really awesome shirts. Um, you know, they've got a little bit of everything there and, um, you know, it's just something like that is, is very simple to do that, you know, you, you donate one week to the band that you like, you know, try and help them stay afloat, help their crew stay afloat. Next week you donate to a venue, whatever, you know, the following week after that, you know, donate to NIVA. I mean, like it's, it's not that hard to, um, you know, to kind of help everybody out in this, in this whole thing, you know what I mean? And then of course, with in light of what's going on right now, if you decide to donate in other directions as well, um, you know, that's, it's all the better, man. I mean, we all got to help each other out right now for sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's a, uh, it's brutal times. Yeah. So, um, so I kind of gathered, uh, a little bit, we, you and I haven't talked before this, but it, it sounds like you're, you're more in the, um, the DC region. Is that right? 
Yeah. So I, my, my, um, my, my full-time job is I'm a talent buyer for um, Union Stage. And with that, uh, Miracle Theater, Pie Shop, Pearl Street Warehouse. Um, I'm sure there's one I'm forgetting right now. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they, they, Union Stage also um, owns uh, Jam and Java, which is another club oh, yeah. um, out in the Vienna suburbs. Um, but yeah, but, but, um, uh, in terms of, uh, that, that, that's, that's kind of, yeah, definitely DC based. I mean, um, I, I go to Baltimore when I can, um, and Richmond when I can and New York when I can, but for the most part, um, yeah, I'm, I'm primarily based in DC and, um, and I also run a record label out of DC called, uh, Babe City Records, um, which has been around for about five years, but you know, small, small thing, but we put out artists from the DC area and, 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 um, and across the nation as well. Um, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Union stage. Uh, that's a great venue. I love that place. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, yeah. I feel the same way. I'm happy yeah. to represent it before union stage. I booked at a, a smaller venue called Songbird, um, which is out in Adams Morgan. Um, and then, uh, the union stage team recruited me, uh, right before we opened, I, I think in August, August, 2017, I think that was. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so being from DC, what do you think of GoGo? I love GoGo, man. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, GoGo is, is the sound of DC. Oh yeah. Um, there, there's no doubt about it. And, um, and I try to book GoGo when I can, at least at Union and, and Pearl Street. I think, um, some of the, some of the acts are too big, uh, for like the smaller rooms, the smaller stages, but, um, yeah, but no, we, we host GoGo a lot at Union stage and, um, I think like the last go-go show we had was the Chuck Brown band at, at, um, Pearl street warehouse. And then we haven't, we had, some, uh, yeah, I don't remember, man, but the, the venues calendars, like when there are, when there's more than one venue, they kind of like blur together. And, um, and right now everything before March is like a haze, you know? Right. Um, it, yeah. The, the before time. Um, <laughs> I like that. The before yeah. time. Yeah. Before time. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Um, you know, going across the country, uh, you know, I, uh, previous to this, I was a, a touring musician, also, um, touring crew, uh, in various roles. And, uh, you know, it's always funny when you talk about DC and the first thing that comes up is always go, go. And, uh, yeah. it's such a, it's such a subgenre. But for some reason, it's like DC is just so well known for it. It's almost like New York and, uh, you know, being known for the punk scene and, uh, you know, Boston being known for the hardcore scene. I mean, it's just uh, DC's got go-go apparently. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I think a, a lot, well, yeah, I mean, d definitely, um, you know, go-go started here in DC, but I, I think, um, yeah, d you know, DC also has a, a healthy um, history with jazz. There's, there's a big jazz oh, yeah. scene that came out of DC and, um, showboat lounge and, and, um, you know, twins and, um, bohemian caverns and blues alley, which has been around forever. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, um, you know, yeah, D DC ha has a, a very, uh, diverse, um, you know, or is very diverse in the genres that come out of it. I mean, I think right now there's, there's a lot of really, really fucking good hip hop coming from DC there's a lot of good um, rock coming from DC as well and like soul type stuff and, um, and good jam bands too that, that are coming up. Um, yeah. I think, I mean, a lot of that too, you know, nine thirty club has been around for 40 years and, and um, yeah. they, they've been putting on a lot of bands for a long time. Um, I would, yeah. I mean, and, and Howard theater is also, you know, historic one. Um, 
they haven't been putting on as many concerts recently, but um, that's still a great venue that, that, you know, a lot of great artists came out of and, and there's, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and, you know, the, the biggest thing about it is I, I, I feel like I sound like a, um, like one of those, uh, what is it? GNC or not GNC, uh, the online sales TV show. What was that? Uh, <laughs> G- GC. I can't remember what it was, but yeah. the, 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 you know what I'm talking about though? The, the TV channel that like sold, you know, like play jewelry and things like that for like 500 yeah. bucks and you know, 10 easy payments of $5. But no, <laughs> um, you know, I, I hate to keep harping on it, but you know, a lot of bands got their start from some of the venues that are, that are listed on, um, that are, that are a part of this, uh, you know, coalition. And, um, you know, there's an even larger number, <coughs> excuse me, of, um, you know, really, really intense memories for a lot of people at these venues and to, yeah. to even think that, you know, they're going to have their doors closed because of this, this pandemic, um, it's just completely heartbreaking. I mean, for, yeah. you know, for me personally, I grew up, uh, like I said, in the Baltimore scene and, uh, you know, we had record theater in Towson, which was, you know, yeah. an amazing venue. It's uh, gone we now, had, right? it, it is gone, unfortunately, but, yeah. um, I did see on Instagram today that, uh, there was a post that was record, record 2.0. And that's all it was. So I'm, hmm. I'm thinking that maybe record theater is coming back. And if that's the case, uh, <laughs> that's going to be huge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Terrible well, time. But, yeah, um, terrible timing. But um, you know, it's also, it's also for like the older school guys, uh, you know, like the old heads that, that are yeah. used to hammerjacks in Baltimore. Now hammerjacks is being rebuilt and, uh, that's huge. You know, that, that's almost as big as like if CBGB's came back from New York, um, hmm. you know, for the Baltimore scene anyway. So, um, you know, but yeah, like we, we lost record theater and that was, that was terrible. And I don't know the circumstances behind it. Um, but you know, I would imagine that it's probably financial, um, which is why most venues close, unfortunately. Um, you know, we lost Fletcher's, uh, down in Baltimore. That was another one. Um, That's my first show there. Yeah. and, And it was, you know, it was the venue that you wanted to play but it was the venue that you hated loading in and loading out of because of those, oh, those metal stairs. steps. There <laughs> yeah. was for anybody that has never been to Fletcher's you're too young or, um, you know, or, 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 or you're just not in a band and you've never had this, you've never seen it on the side of the building at Fletcher's. There are metal steps that lead up to the venue itself. They're super skinny. <laughs> um, yeah. and they're, they're not that wide. They're, they're incredibly narrow for what they are. And there's probably, I don't know, without exaggeration, John, help me out here. Maybe 30, 30 steps. Dude, I, 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 I this was, uh, my, the one time <laughs> I played Fletcher is I was, I was 16. So it was about 13 years ago. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, my, my memory of it is a little vague, but I do remember that we like played, it was empty. We made 20 <laughs> bucks. Um, and I do remember being upstairs. I don't remember the stairs exactly, but I, I do remember it being like, cause this is also, we were, we were like 16. We, we all had like, you know, like older siblings, amps and shit, um, that were like huge amps, like totally way too big for a club of that size. Right. Um, so I do, uh, yeah, I do remember it being a pain, but it was so long ago, man, that you, you, you definitely remember it better than I can. Oh yeah. Um, my, over the years, my, I've played in many bands, um, at, at, at that venue. Yeah. 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 Sick. And, um, yeah. So I know that venue like the back of my hands and unfortunately, like I said, we lost it. Yeah. Which was a, uh, 
that was a tragedy in and of itself. And I, I don't know if you remember uh, back in the day, Matt Davis from 98 Rock, he had the uh, noise in the basement. And that was there every week at Fletcher's. And I remember, uh, you know, going there on, I think it was Monday nights and seeing all these local bands for like five bucks. And it was, you know, you couldn't yeah. beat it. I mean, that, that, that also says something too. that, like, how long ago did Fletcher's close? Oh God. Uh, it's like 10 years. It's eight yeah, years ago or it, it must've been. Yeah. It was either so like, like early, it was either early to mid two thousands. So, so this venue closed that long ago, years ago, and, and you still have these fond memories of it. Oh yeah. Um, and, and I mean, it's just like that. Imagine that happening with every venue that you know and you love that, that like, that's the crisis that we're in right now. That, um, that like th- those experience that you've grown to, to, to love and cherish and, and, you know, make relationships off that you'll never forget or that you still have in touch with to these days. That's, that's all going to be just a memory when these venues aren't able to reopen. Um, and yeah, it's brutal. It's fucking brutal. Um, but it's also, yeah, it's, it's very much the reality that we're in right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, not fun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is Brass Monkey still around? I play there. Uh, I think I played there a long, long time ago. <laughs> that was um, a step step down from Fletcher's. I'll tell you that. Yeah, um, I I can't remember actually. There's like a big pillar in the in the middle of the venue, blocking the stage. Um, small bar. You could probably fit like sixty people in there. Um, mm. Yeah, that's fine. I was I was that, that's another venue that I played in in that band when I was like sixteen, and um, I was wondering if they're still around too. Yeah, probably I'm not. Not sure offhand. The um. Yeah. The, the biggest thing that worries me, you know, I don't want to see any venues close. Let me just, let me just make that blatantly clear. But the thing that kind of worries me about this whole thing is the venues that have such a rich history attached to them for better or for worse. And, yeah. um, you know, and, and thinking about those venues closing, um, you know, we, we've got venues that were closed and I, I believe they they're open back up now, but there was, um, uh, what was it? Uh, Stone Pony, I think it was, in mm. New Jersey. Um, yeah. When yep. Um, uh, was it Jersey Shore? I think it was. Um, the Stone Pony down there, and you know when the hurricanes came through and and wiped out New Jersey, they were gone, <laughs> and and that was that was traumatizing for me because you know that venue had a lot of rich memories for me personally. And, you know, I know that bands love that venue too, because I mean, it's probably the biggest green room on the planet. (laughs) Um, You know, it's a little bit of a walk from the venue, but um, I mean, it was, it was such a great venue. And luckily, if I'm not mistaken, I think they were able to open it back up. Um, I know they're at least doing like outside shows, but, um, Hmm. but yeah, thinking about something like that or, or even something with a little bit less of a happy memory. You know what I mean? Like you think about Alarosa Villa in Ohio and, you know, I'm not sure if you are, you know, if you remember what happened there, but Alarosa Villa was where a dime bag was shot. So yeah. for me being like a big metal head, <laughs> uh, going to that venue was, was surreal for me. Um, but then actually going back in the green room, um, they kind of, and this sounds so sick, um, but they actually left uh, like the bullet holes in the drywall. Um, yeah. So like when you walk onto the stage, when you go over to stage left, um, you know, there's um, 
you know, cause the gunman came up from stage, right. Um, I'm getting choked up thinking about it, man. Um, yeah. but yeah, like you, uh, you look over stage left and, and there's actually, uh, holes in the drywall. And then when you go into the green room, which is just off stage left, um, you know, there's more bullet holes and, you know, people have, uh, like bands over the years have wrote little tributes and, um, you know, things like that. And that's not necessarily a, a happy memory for anybody, but just thinking about that venue closing down is just, yeah. um, it's intense, you know? Yeah. That's um, terrible. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it, it's awful. Um, yeah. I mean that, that, yeah, the, 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 that, that is an example of something that holds history and, um, yeah. And that, that there's emotions tied to that, that you're feeling oh, yeah. right now. And, yeah. um, and yeah, you're, you're right. Good and bad. It's just, we need, we need those venues to survive. Um, like an, another example is great stop, great Scott in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, small venue. I think it's 200 capacity. Um, they, uh, they recently announced that they're closing that, that, that they can't, um, that they can't reopen and that, you know, due, due to COVID it's, it's, it's done and developers are taking it over. Um, oh and I think there's like a, a GoFundMe now to try to get money to be able to buy it back. But, um, who knows if that's going to happen. And it, it sucks that it has to come to that, that point, um, where they need a, you know, a GoFundMe to be able to, to keep this venue alive. Um, we, we need government support and, and we need it now. Absolutely. So, yeah. so with that being said, is there anything, obviously we know that, uh, venues and possibly promoters, I think you're going to get back to me on that one. Um, but venues and possibly promoters are able to actually join this coalition, um, you know, and, and do their part in that way. But, um, if I'm a band or if I'm a, a fan of a band, um, you know, what is it exactly that I can do that's going to make, you know, uh, the biggest impact and, and what can I do? They'll just, just help. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, cause every, everybody needs music. That's just the bottom line. Uh, the world yeah. would, would be a terrible place without music. So, you know, there are a lot of people, um, you know, some of the places that I've been in this country, um, you know, these venues are the only venue in that city. <laughs> and yeah. if that venue closes, then these kids are going to have to drive, you know, two hours to another state or, um, if they can, yeah, if they, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. you know, so what is it that people can do? Like just, just regular people to help out? Um, well, I mean, definitely the form on, on, on the Neva website, um, start with that. It's easy. First and foremost, just do that. Everyone do it, share it around, get your fan base to do it, get your bandmates to do it. Um, post about it multiple times, just make sure that people get exactly how easy it is and that, that they can, you know, at least do something small to promote change. Um, so that, that, that's one way to start. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I have seen, like we've done some things at union stage where we get a band to do a live stream and then that will go towards a GoFundMe for our staff. Um, that won't keep us open, but it at least helps some of the people who work at the venue and, sure. um, you know, who, who rely on the venue. Um, so you, you can offer up that. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough. I mean, we, we, we need government assistance. There's not much, uh, an individual can do. It's more so collectively. Um, but, but also, yeah, ra- raising awareness and, and, um, if it, you can post as a band about why it's important to do this and, and, and how, um, your fan base can, can support, um, a lot of, a lot of venues have been doing that. Um, I'm sorry, a lot of artists have been doing that, which, which helps greatly. Um, 
yeah, I think, I think right now just getting the word out and, and, um, and, you know, donate if you can support if you can. Sure. And I, I can say, I can attest that, that word of mouth is, is the best form of getting any information out. Um, the, the entire reason that I even heard about this was um, back when this first started, um, a friend of mine is a talent buyer for Baltimore Soundstage. And, um, you know, he had posted something about it uh, and Baltimore Soundstage, obviously in Baltimore. Um, but he, <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that Adam Savage? No, Mike. Mike okay, O'Brien. Um, so uh, he had posted something about it on his social media. I went onto the website and this was probably maybe two months ago now or a month and a half, something like that. Um, but, uh, but I'd went on the website, filled out the form, you know, did the whole nine yards with that, ordered the t-shirt, but I think that's back ordered until like the middle of this month. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's neither here nor there. But um, yeah. bottom line is it, you know, I was on the website for five minutes and out of those five minutes, it took probably 30 seconds at most. Um, actually I'm lying. It took a little bit longer because I wanted to read exactly what was in that, um, that write up that was the, like the auto write up. I wanted to read yeah. what was in that, but as far as filling the form out, you know, it, it took, you know, less, actually it took less than 30 seconds because I have auto fill on my computer. So I just hit D and it filled everything else out. <laughs> um, but you know, the only reason that I found out about that, at least at that time for that timing was because he had posted something on, on Facebook about it or Instagram, something like that. And then, you know, since then I've noticed that in our group of, um, in our group of people, um, you know, bands that play Baltimore soundstage all the time have started to share the hashtag save our stages. Um, you know, other promoters in the area have jumped on board with it. Um, you know, it's just the, uh, it just spread like wildfire, you know? And, um, you know, that's, that's huge. You know what I mean? Just get it out there, get the word out and, you know, make a difference in this because without, without venues, we have no music and, you know, I'm, I'm in a band personally and, you know, we like to live stream, you know, that's fine. But, um, you know, the, the people that are watching the live stream, they don't get the same satisfaction out of it. Um, as if they were standing 10 feet away from the band and the band doesn't get the same satisfaction out of it because quite frankly, we like to hear people, you know, yelling Freebird, even though we hate it <laughs> in the, you know, at the time. And, you know, we like to have, you know, drunk dudes spill their beer on the, on the sound guys monitors. And, you know, like <laughs> these are all things that can only happen at a live show, you know, and without these venues, that doesn't happen. Yeah. Not at all. Who'd, who'd have thought that we'd be missing people shouting Freebird from the audience. <laughs> exactly. What a world. What exactly. A world. Yeah. I mean, you, you think about, um, you think about when you're on stage, all the, the terrible things that you hate when you, you know, looking out into the crowd and, uh, and now it's like all of those terrible things. It's like, you, you, you know, you wouldn't necessarily kill for them, but I mean, you would definitely, <laughs> you definitely hurt somebody for them for sure. I mean, yeah. you know, you really, um, you really miss stuff like that, you know? And, um, yeah. you know, for me, my, the thing that I miss the most, and it, it sounds so weird and I know you're probably going to think different of me, but, um, but <laughs> you're a musician, so you'll understand. So the thing that I miss the most, honestly, is I play drums. And when I really, really, really get into it, my mouth gets so dry. I mean, like it is the worst cotton mouth ever. And for some reason, that's always been my cue that I'm having the best time of my life when I'm on stage. I don't know if that's weird. 
Sound, it sounds no. weird coming out of my mouth, but <laughs> yeah, it's different for everyone. I, I, um, I get super anxious before, before playing the whole day, my heart starts beating really fast and I feel super anxious about playing. And then like the minute before I go on stage, it, it, it disappears. Um, oh, yeah. it's just like it, that anxiety turns to excitement and, yep. um, that, that feeling I haven't felt in, in, in a long time. Yeah. That adrenaline, you can't, you can't, you can't explain the adrenaline rush. Um, yeah. you know, and the fans get it too. You know, I, you, there, it, the tension in the room is palpable at, at, uh, you know, some of these shows where, you know, especially for the bigger bands that come through, um, you know, we have a lot of good music here in Baltimore and, you know, luckily we're a good market. Um, you know, but we're not the same market as like LA where, you know, California, they, they have such a market out there that, you know, huge bands love going there, but you know, Baltimore, sometimes we don't get, um, you know, every single tour package that comes through on a bigger scale. So, yeah. you know, when you've got these big, huge bands coming through, um, you know, these, these kids and, you know, everybody is just, you know, it's tense. And then once they go on stage, it is loud. And, yeah. and these people are happy. They're crying. Um, you know, people use this as, as a, um, as an excuse to, to propose to their significant others. I mean, I've seen so much good stuff happen at shows, um, you know, because of the band playing and the venue that's allowing the band to play there and, um, and the music that's, that's being, you yeah. know, spread out across also the speakers. Just the, the people, man, just, just like going outside, whether or not you smoke or not, and just like talking with someone, getting, you know, striking up a conversation or, or being at the, the bar outside of the venue room and <laughs> grabbing a drink and, and talking with someone else about, you know, maybe it's an intermission or maybe it's before the show and you show up early and you grab something to eat there. Um, it's just like, yeah, there's something that's uniting about knowing that you have the same music taste as, as someone. And um, it's not like when you just show up to a bar, it's like, okay, we both like the same bar. But when you show up to a music venue, it's like, okay, you're here for the show. I'm here for the show. We're both fans of this band. It, there's like something that just automatically clicks. Um, yeah. And I, I, I miss that. I, I, I miss that more than I miss, um, you know, going to a restaurant or going to a, Whatever, whatever the fuck, you know, alternatives yeah. there are for, for social gathering. I mean, I think, I think there's something really, really special that happens, um, at, at, at small independent venues that, um, that will be lost forever if, if, if something doesn't change. Yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully it changes soon. Um, it seems like things are starting to move, I guess, in the right direction. Um, but it's still, there's still a lot of feet dragging um, from from our uh, from our government as far as opening yeah. things back up and um, you know both on you know local and national scale. Um, yeah. But you know w one thing that I've noticed is that a lot of restaurants are starting to open for um, like outdoor music, um, which is good for for you know my band. Um, you know we can we can bust down to acoustic and. Um, you know, do a little two or three piece acoustic set um, and, you know, get back out there. You know, we're playing this weekend. So, um, you know, that's going to be our first time back out. Um, You're playing this weekend? We are. Yeah. We're playing wow. at, uh, Jimmy's, uh, Jimmy's Famous Seafood down in Baltimore uh, with uh, Joey Harkham. So, um, nice. yeah. So, I mean, that's going to be our first time back out, you know, since this whole thing happened. And that's and, outdoors? Um, 
it's outdoors. Yeah. Yep. Oh. And um, they can't they can't do the the full band yet. Um, I guess it's something with the licensing, uh, like a liquor license issue. Um, but yeah, they're able to do acoustic and um, yeah. So we're gonna go there as a as a three piece and you know have a little fun. That's awesome. Yeah. At least hold us over a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So absolutely, man. Um, so what? Um, I guess, how do you, how do you see this all playing out or um, how would you like to see this all play out? Um, because obviously this is not going to go away. The, the NIVA is, is here for good. You know, we can't just, uh, you know, have it, have it open and then, you know, go away once everything is, is up and running. So how do you, how do you foresee the, uh, the future of NIVA and how do you foresee the future of just the entertainment business as a whole for, uh, for venues and bands? I mean, how, how I foresee it, I, I, um, I think your, your guess is as good as mine at this point. You know, there's, there's, it's tough, man. I, I I think, um, it's gonna, it's gonna happen slowly with things reopening and, um, and a lot of venues right now aren't going to make it. Um, I don't, I don't know how it will look within a year. I mean, what, what, what we need is, is, is government assistance. Um, so venues are, are able to, you know, pay either percentage instead of a rent, a flat rent, um, percentage of sales or what they're even, you know, capable of making in sales until things remain normalcy. And then the question is, um, you know, are, are certain demographics like older people, um, going to stop going to shows until there's a vaccine, uh, and, and how will that affect overall, you know, shows and touring markets in general? Um, so it's, it's hard to, it's hard to say, man. I mean, um, I don't know how it will play out. I can tell you what I want and that, and you know, that that's what I want. Um, I, you know, and I, I want, I want fans to be safe and, and healthy and, and be able to attend shows and, and for things to, to be normal, but um, what's going to happen, how it's going to play out. It's um, it's uh, yeah, it's a mystery. Yeah. I hear you, man. <laughs> yeah. So all right, bud. Well, um, oh, yeah, I guess, sorry. I don't mean to leave it on a, on a, on a, on a low note. I mean, it, <laughs> shit, shit, is, well, shit is bad right now, man. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's why there, there really isn't anything that can be said to follow up that. I mean, um, it, it's a, it's a very, very bad time for, for venues. It's a bad time for bands. And, um, you know, we all as a, as a whole have to, you know, figure out how to get this back on track, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah. And, 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 and thank you for having me. They, you know, I appreciate it. And, and um, yeah, I mean, th- this is still a great step by raising awareness, uh, you know, to your followers and, and, and asking what can be done. Um, you, those are important questions. And I think it's changing too. I mean, hopefully we can have another conversation under better circumstances and talk about how things have changed. Um, but yeah, right now, uh, you know, we're, we're all kind of shooting in the dark. Absolutely. Well, yeah, once, once this whole thing, um, you know, the flattening the curve, I guess they're calling it or, or whatever, whatever this is going to be considered in the end. Um, yeah. you know, once this whole thing opens back up and, you know, venues are, are, you know, running smoothly again and everybody's, you know, healthy and happy, you know, I definitely want to have you back on the show and, uh, you know, thank you, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, because, you know, what you're doing every day with this organization, um, you know, is, is keeping the entertainment business alive. 
And I don't know if the, the, the board over there at the NIVA or, um, you know, the people that, that, um, that help run this, um, you know, I don't know if they get enough praise, um, but, you know, for putting in all the hours and trying to raise awareness for this and, you know, get people involved. Um, so I definitely want to take a, a moment to 100% thank you for that right now. Um, you know, as, as a musician, um, you know, as a uh, former, um, you know, tour manager and or tour crew, um, you know, I want to personally thank you uh, and everybody over there for, uh, for doing this. Yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't take that credit. I, I, I want to thank them too. I mean, um, you know, we, we, like in those, in those first few, cause the, the big thing too is Neva provides resources. It's kind of like, okay, let's all talk on this, on this group call. What are you guys worried about? All right, let's get an agent perspective. Um, let's talk with the agent and, and see what they're worried about and what they think. And um, it definitely makes you feel better, even though no one has answers to know that we're not alone in this, that, that it's not just Baltimore. It's not just DC. It's everywhere. Oh, yeah. um, and, 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 you know, that's definitely something that, that Neva um, has, has, you know, yeah. Ultimate, ultimate, you know, huge thanks to them as well. Um, yeah. I, I feel the same ways. <laughs> awesome man well once cool. again uh thank you so much for uh for being on the show um you know uh thank you to everybody uh over at i'm gonna say it correctly this time neva instead of nova yeah. um <laughs> thank oh, you to everybody shit, you over know, there I, I, yeah I, I don't even know if it's i i've been saying neva but maybe oh. yeah anyway don't, don't so which put, one yeah, so yeah. which one of us is right man which one yeah. of us is right we're gonna have, we're gonna have to uh to get with uh yeah, who's the uh what was what was her name? Uh Audrey? The CEO. There's uh, there's Audrey. The president. From, Dana? Yeah. Is it Dana? Oh no, there's uh Reverend Moose who who's who's one of the, the big people, but there's um Audrey Schaefer who uh she's she's in charge of publicity at nine thirty club and she's on the board and, and kind of organizing all the um the press and that's how she introduced me to you. Um oh, okay. so yeah, she might be able to but I think either one's fine. I think um, you know, acronym or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Well, I'll, I'll look into that cool. as well. And, uh, I'll, I'll follow up with an email with you on that, but, um, yeah, but yeah so everybody knows, um, it is N I V A or well, N I V and then A S S O C.org, uh, is going to be the website. The hashtag is hashtag save our stages. Um, you know, like I said, go on the website, go to the take action tab, hit take action. The form is already filled out. It takes 30 seconds. Just do it. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's really nothing. Um, I, I don't know how else to say it. Just, just hit the damn submit now button after you fill out your information <laughs> and get that off to, you know, your local Congress people. And another thing that um, I forgot to mention about that is that um, I can't show it right now, but um, when you hit submit, it actually shows who the email is going to, which is, which is a really cool feature. So for, um, for my district, I guess, it actually shows the Congress people that this email is being sent out to. Um, so you actually feel like there's, you know, more substance to, uh, to you hitting that button. You know what I mean? Instead of just having a form that's already filled out, you hit the button and you're done. Um, so that's great. That's a nice little, uh, little action that they have on the website. Um, but then of course there's the merch, there's the donate, um, you know, you can look into seeing if your favorite venue is on here. Um, if they're not, send them a letter, get them involved, talk to your friends, talk to the bands that you know. Um, 
just get the word out, people. That's that's all we got to do. We just got to get the damn word out. So yeah. save our stages. Thanks for having me. So, all right, John, I appreciate it, buddy. And uh, I will talk to you soon, hopefully on, uh, on better circumstances. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Thanks, David. Appreciate it. And, and yeah, let's connect soon. Absolutely. Thanks, brother. Yep. Thanks. Bye. Bye.